welcome to the James Annette podcast, where we inspire positive action in youth through storytelling. We're excited to welcome you to the season two of the James Annette podcast, tagged A Gem I Know, where we'll be sharing stories of change makers from around the world. And guess what? We have a new co host joining us. Stay tuned and enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. Hi, and welcome to the James Annette podcast. This week, we will be having the amazing social entrepreneur Sarah McGandy from Kenya join us. And just before she joins us, Welcome to the Gems on Net podcast. This episode on the Gems on Net podcast, we'll be having Sarah Mergendi, our second guest on this series, A Gem I Know. And Sarah is the founder of Smiles. She's also an Ashoka Fellow. And she started Smiles at the age of 16, if I'm correct and which is really amazing so so amazing and today on this podcast she'll be sharing her journey she'll be sharing her struggles she'll be sharing her experiences on building the social enterprise called smiles hi sari welcome so good to have you so glad to be here thank you for having me thank you thank you so much okay so um first of all the very first question I wanted to ask is, um, how did you start small at such a young age? Like, how did this idea of impacting the world? Because I mean, most people at that age, the last thing they're thinking about may not necessarily be impacting the world. So how did it start for you? And when did that idea of, you know, wanting to impact the world start? Yeah, uh, I think I didn't actually have an idea of impacting the world when it began. Because uh, initially, my school was 
rebranding from it was Nova Academies and then it was rebranding to Nova Pioneer. So it meant that the next year we'd get new uniform, yet the previous uniform we had just been using it for yeah. a year and it was still in really good condition. So I was just thinking like these clothes are just going to stay in people's houses, yet they could be of so much use to someone else who lacks it. Yeah. So at that moment, it was just something to do, like a one-time collection, and then I move on in my life. Like it wasn't um, intended to be like something that's long-term. Yeah. But then um, a teacher of mine saw the potential of it, and she just sat me down. And she made me write a proposal um, to the leadership team. And at the time, I'm like, why do you make me do all these things? Like, it's just something so simple. Yeah. But she was like, no, I want to see um, the potential that's in you and how far you can go with this. So, yeah, it was really, um, I feel like her belief in me is what made me see that that yeah. this is actually something I can do. Um, and I guess from there, you know, they say the rest is history yeah. and it just, it just, yeah. yeah. And I think it's really beautiful. Like what, what you said about her belief in you being kind of like the foundation that spurred you to continue. And I think it's a beautiful lesson even for all of us now. And I'm definitely sure that your story will inspire a lot of young people to start doing something of impact and um also I, I also wanted to ask like your journey in becoming an ashoka fellow um how did mm -hmm. it start um what was the process of you know getting to that stage applying were there struggles you faced um please can you share it with us yeah uh so um, it's so ironic because it's the same teacher who connected me with this opportunity. Wow. So out of the the company, or rather she was transitioning out of working for the school and she was going to to work for Ashoka. But um, at the same time, um, our school was being named as a changemaker school and Ashoka is aimed at finding like change makers or young change, young change makers. So when she was transitioning out, they asked her if she knew of a student who had um, a project or a student who had um, potential in whatever, um, like in any social impact or something. So mm -hmm. I guess the first person she thought of was me. Yeah. Um, and um, they first contacted my mom and everything. And yeah, I just got an email. So shockingly, I didn't apply, which was, um, I'm honestly just grateful to God that, yeah, um, yeah people have such impact in your life without them realizing. Wow, that is, that is so beautiful. And, you know, listening to you talk, it kind of seems like, when I say everything was planned somehow, like, do you do you sometimes feel that, like, everything was planned in a way? Yeah, I feel like sometimes you feel like life is moving so fast. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually sit down and look back, you're like, wow, did that just happen? Like, 
yeah, you just sit in awe and you're like, wow, I feel like there's, there's just no way to explain it. Okay, thank you. So after Ashoka, um, you know, that whole experience, because I can remember like preparing for this interview and I watched your video on on your um, foundation's page, Smiles page, where you were speaking to um, people about your your project and you know what you do and my question was like did ashoka like play a great impact to accelerate the impact of your organization and how how did that come come about so what was the journey like after the opportunity of ashoka yeah uh, i feel like ashoka just opened a bunch of other doors to me because first of all I didn't even know that there was something like social entrepreneurship because yeah. uh, I knew I personally had a passion for giving back to the community and at the same time I had a passion for like business and being an entrepreneur but I never thought that you could actually like merge those two into something so first of all that's the first thing that Ashoka opened my eyes to that there was something called um, social entrepreneurship and um, being uh, being in that network, they connected us with other young change makers who were doing similar things or just doing other things, but were in just that space of change making. And yeah. they gave us different opportunities, um, like attending a conference last year, which was called, I don't know why I keep on forgetting the name. Um, it was called, yes, the Impact Africa. And it just had, uh, it, pardon? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, sorry. Uh, it just had like different social entrepreneurs from all over the world. And I think being exposed to such and just being in an environment with like, like-minded people um, just opened my mind. And they, they're the ones who even told me about Watson. So I feel like it's just, when one door opens, another door opens, and another. So it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. So you made like a really interesting point. Like when one door opens, it's like it just opens another door, and you know you just keep building and building. Um. So, yeah. like I've truly seen how you know this social entrepreneurship and this exposure really um, impacted your life or accelerated your progress as a leader um, and you know made you bolder to be able to impact the world and I just want to ask you like looking back at yourself like you know maybe when you didn't know about this like what kind of advice will you give to um, other teenagers right now that are maybe in that space of maybe they don't know about social entrepreneurship can you like tell them why social entrepreneurship is better and maybe lessons that you've learned in this journey wow that's actually <laughs> a deep <laughs> um, but i think like the first thing i'd say is once you feel you know when you get that rush in your bones when you're doing something you love yes don't i feel like i just tell someone just keep on seeking for that feeling and just keep pushing and pushing. Um, and yeah, just stick to grow. Because I feel like many times maybe we're scared of the challenge. Or we're scared of the failure. 
Um, and that just hinders us to continue to try something else. And I think something I've also learned is just doing things afraid. It's never going to always work out the way you want to. Um, I'm sure that times I've, I've really fallen <laughs> or when you're talking to people and your words just disappear. I don't know, like it, there's just so many things that, yeah. uh, that can just, I don't know, lead to what people term as failure. But I feel like once you redefine what failure is for you and start seeing it as, as a stepping stone or just seeing it as a way to become a better person, then then I'm, nothing is going to stop you for sure. And according and what you're saying about if social entrepreneurship is like better, I think it just depends on like you as a person and what your what your passion is, what what what's your purpose, or what what just gives you that, as I say, that trust in your bones. And I, once you figure that out and know this is what I want to do. Um, and you don't even have to be sure about it. it. It can be just for that season or period in your life. Um, and if it's something that you're willing to push on to do, then I feel like I just tell someone, just go for it and yeah, just run. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is so wonderful. Okay. So my last question for the section before we call it a day is, you know, as a young person trying to like build an organization and making that progress, like were there challenges you faced? Was there any point that maybe people looked down on you or maybe your classmates, um, you know, maybe talked down on what you were doing or tried to discourage that progress? Um, if if there was any challenge like that, how are you able to navigate that you know space as a young person? Because I realized like that most people just feel like, oh, I'm too young to start something, you know, I'm too young to make a change, I'm too young to make an impact. So, what were the challenges like you faced as a young social entrepreneur, and how have you been able to overcome it? Um. I feel like for me, most of my challenges came from like within or rather from myself um, in that I didn't, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have that self-confidence to believe that what I was doing was actually um, impacting the society or was actually helping someone. So I feel like once you, I don't know, I overcame it by just looking back and seeing, you know, sometimes you feel like life is just, like you're just running, you're just running, but you never look back yes. and see where you came from. So I feel like being taking the time to actually like reflect and um, see where I came from, or just see my growth, and I was I, it was able to comfort me, or motivate me to know that um I'm heading on the right path. But um, uh, fortunately, I, I don't think I've had any incidences of people looking down on me because of my age yeah. um coincidentally that people people want to know more about what you do if yeah. you're young so i'd say most of the opportunities actually when you're younger because that's when people are like oh my god you how old are you wow that's so nice <laughs> let's have another conversation yeah. about it yeah um 
Yes, I feel like that people don't know how much opportunity lies there. Because I feel like when you grow older, not that it becomes harder, but um, maybe there'll be like more competition or something. Mm-hmm. But I'd say there's lots and lots of opportunities for anyone who wants to start young. And people are actually there to help and people are willing to offer their mentorship. People are willing to offer their advice. Um, yeah. Wow, thank you so much, Sari. Like, this has been a beautiful section with so much to learn. But before we go, I just want you to talk talk about your venture a little bit, like what you do and the progress you've you've done so far. And maybe you could talk about your journey, like into Watson Institute, Colorado. Just, I just want people to have a sense of. Um, what your venture is about and the progress you've been able to make so far. Yeah, um, so basically my venture is called Smiles. And what we do is that we upcycle Ankara waste from tailors to be able to um, make made in Kenya clothes and just help people to embrace the African at the same time, reduce environmental pollution. So getting into Watson really helped me understand what was the core reason of what I was doing, I guess. Um, Because initially what we used to do was just collect clothes to donate. But I was challenged to think about, um, there's something they call the five whys, or getting to like the root cause of what um, you're trying to solve. So I guess that was a progress that I made. I realized that maybe what I was doing was doing more um, more damage than good because there'd still be maybe excess clothes somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's when we settled on just upcycling the waste. And then a way of us giving back to the community is through using a percentage of our proceeds to go into food drives for children's homes in Kenya because we realized that that is one of the challenges they face, um, especially during this corona period because Unfortunately, Corona has hit people hard, um, and especially places that were depending on well-wishers, because now most people are scared to, to even visit these places because you're scared you'll spread the virus, or you're just scared of basically leaving your house. Um, so yeah, that's that's how we've grown into this. Yeah, that's so. That is so so beautiful. And I'm sure that everyone listening is like super inspired, super encouraged by your story. Thank you so much, Sari, for joining us in this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And what you're doing, Olivia, is so amazing. Like you guys, she's just blessed. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Take care. much for listening to this episode on the gems and Earth podcast you can connect with us on instagram at we are gems and Earth and on other social media platforms at gems and Earth. to get a copy of the storytelling for applications mentioned in this episode check the description thank you so much for being part of the tribe and have a great weekend